Welcome to Mixed Company, bringing the siloed and uncomfortable conversation we have with our friends to the forefront so everyone can participate in the conversation. We say all the things you never would in Mixed Company. Welcome to Mixed Company. All right, guys, so we are nearing the end of uh, Mixed Company Live at Here All the Black People. Um, we have seen some of the most amazing networking, and I know we, I said that back when we did our recap from Ad Color, but maybe it's just in, like, the air or the oh, yeah. water, whatever's I left mean, of good water. No, it's, the, it's that saying where it's like whenever two or three people come together and like minds, like, dope shit happens, and this is one of those moments where there are hundreds of people in here who have who all have the same mindset of making sure that the industry is more diverse and inclusive and so dope shit is happening i'm pretty sure that's exactly what the exact quote is whenever two and three people are around dope shit happens um <laughs> go ahead and trademark that sam oh, thank you um but speaking <laughs> of i know last we said like a, a few interviews ago this is a lot like a family reunion um and if you have ever been to a real black family reunion you know you get cussed out uh, by your cousins because you know that's just what happens like people want to tell you about yourself um, and I got cussed out uh, in the last 24 hours for not having one of our DNI advertising amazing cousins uh, on the show with us um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do myself a favor and get out of trouble and I'm going to do you all a favor by introducing you to the man that's messing up our daggone uh, sign that we got on the table. <laughs> Mr. Kenny Thacker is My here with us, y'all. Um, if here. you don't know, you do need to follow this man on uh, Twitter. Leave the damn board alone. <laughs> My bad. You got to follow him on Twitter. That he board has some is of racist. the <laughs> He has some of the best rants and also is like a true thought leader in this space of advertising as a creator, as a producer, um, just as a human being that has something to contribute to the world to share, and also as somebody to speak up on behalf of those that may not necessarily be heard all the time. So That's very sweet. You're welcome. That's very sweet. Yeah, welcome, you're welcome. welcome. You are so invited to my barbecue now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you are so invited to my you barbecue. You don't understand I really like barbecues. Like, it's a thing. Well, like, everybody knows it. it's a thing for me. <laughs> Small fact, I actually do have a barbecue every once every summer. Really? And I invite all my mentees, past oh, and present. Shoot. It's called the Melanin Mob Chill Chat and Chow. What's ah, that? You say so Melanin Mob, that's the name of my you squad. Had me at Melanin. So there's some of them walking around here today. I love my Melanin Mob. We're I think we're up to fifty. 50 members of the Melanin Mob. Oh, you had a big uh, backyard, or at least no, no, a big no, no, stoop. No, 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 we do it at a restaurant. Oh, I, mean, I was like, what? We're a little bougetta with it. It's at BBQ, oh, so don't get oh, it. Oh, okay. I don't okay. think I have all this money and you know, I everybody. I was like, how big is this? Oh, you are Diddy. Wait a minute. You got a whole white party happening. No, no, it's not a white party. It is BBQs <laughs> okay, that's good. in Washington Heights. We oh, get together. Shoot. We And we always do it right after 4th of July. So you got get to have it. your 4th of July weekend, and then mm. that Saturday or Sunday after, we all get together and basically all of these young people are either about to get into the industry or already in the industry. So we welcome in however many new mentees I take in that year. And it's only like one or two. Um, and 90% chance they're a MAPER. We bring them in and that MAPER kind of talks about their experience in MAPE. But since they're all MAPE alumni, they share their experiences in MAPE and how to kind of circumnavigate MAPE life 
in, in the summer. It. So we and I've been a mate mentor for like the last nine years. Sheesh. And I think we've been doing this luncheon for the past eight years. Oh wow. wow. So okay. you know, some come most summers, but we normally have a squad of at least like twenty, twenty five. Okay. Once and it's like my favorite day of the year. Amazing. Because like the ones that are in the industry, they're loving it or maybe hating it a little bit. But and then the ones that are like just trying to circumnavigate intern life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are still trying to learn but then them just sharing that information because I can I can say as much as I want because I've been in the industry for 12 years now got it but got it got it the mape experience is so much different and who's better to give advice about mape than mapers exactly. I just know how to be a mape coach so That's yeah fair. chill chat and chow after 4th of July BBQs Washington Heights you right, gotta now, be right next to you the Malcolm X everybody? Betty Shabazz Center. <laughs> Come on. The place where Malcolm X got killed. So you know, everybody gonna show up next year. Right across from the Listen. from the hospital. We there Listen. every year. That felt like a family then, invite. And that then, sound and like a family then, invite. It is. It is a family invite. And then after 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 we eat, we actually go up to Coogan's. That's like two blocks up, and we just have some sweet libations. Nice. And kick it. You know, it's a great time. It's Amazing. it's my favorite day of the of the year. It sounds fun. Next to my daughter's birthday. Fair. And my wife's That's birthday. fair. Fair. Right. You Shout gotta clean to this up. Lizette. You have to clean this up. I don't want anybody else to get in trouble <laughs> for the mom. rest of the week. Okay. Like, is there anybody else? Like, I don't need you to get in trouble. That's it. Okay. Good. If good, so, good. come for me. Listen. He says, see him out. He said, catch him outside. Um. So, Kenny, like, we've just been sitting here and just kind of vibing off of like who you are, what you do, and what you stand for. Can you give our listeners a little, like, a short, uh, sweet, and succinct uh, elevator pitch of, like, how you came to be who you are today in this industry? Well, before I say who I am today, shout out to y'all for having this podcast. Thank you. I think this podcast is super dope. Um, There's nothing, as far as I know, there's nothing like this out there. Um, And this is a conversation that needs to be had. This reminds me very much of years ago, I used to do a web, a web series called 24-7 Differenter. Back in the Differenter days. Oh, I remember. We used to, had a web series called 24-7 Differenter, and we'd have all these different type of professionals on the show talking about diversity and how important it is. And the reason why I did it was because in between of my big events, I wanted to keep the conversation going. And Makes I love sense. the way y'all keep the conversation going because it's so important. About. And I'm just glad to be here because all my friends have been here. I can't. And like, you know, today is my second birthday. I cannot. Oh, You're not going to make me feel bad, <laughs> sir. It's my second birthday. It's okay. It's my second birthday. Right. And it's still summer, sort Amazing. of, outside. It's, so yeah, no. who am I? What I do? Yep. Well, it's very hard to succinctly put what I do, but basically for the last seven years, I've, I've constructed diversity and inclusion programs and initiatives for J. Walter Thompson, New York. Um, it's It's been a great ride. It's been hard when you're tackling an issue so important like diversity and inclusion, but the, the moment I realized that I needed to do this was when I learned about the late, great Bill Sharp. Mm, Because the late, great Bill Sharp was the first African-American copy supervisor at J. Walter Thompson. Yep. So I knew that even though when I learned about Bill, I was probably two years into this kind of work, but I was like, I'm standing on shoulders of a giant and I need to do better. So 
after learning about him, and then I have a very good relationship with his daughter, Diane Park Sharp. And I showed her some of my work, and I'm trying not to get caught up. But she said her father would be very proud of the work that I'm doing at J. That's Walter That's amazing. And because Bill is the reason we're all here. He's the godfather oh, yeah. of diversity in advertising. So just knowing that I was standing on the shoulders of such a giant who had a huge hand in developing the Marcus Graham project, he, he created the basic ad course. This is all history that's not told in our classrooms about advertising. So I knew by standing on those type of shoulders, I needed to, to create things that were going to hopefully leave a legacy similar to Bill's. Right. So I'm getting there. I'm not you there are? Yet. I'm not there yet. I, you I'm, are? I'm never satisfied. I'm never satisfied. I'm a Taurus, so I'm a perfectionist. Oh, uh, okay. I'm a perfectionist. And throughout my time, Sim, Sim knows, you know, I used to work with my sister Layla for, for a long time, but fortunately she left the agency. But, like, I always try to make sure I have counterparts that believe in what I'm doing. That's really important. And I've, and I've been lucky to have some counterparts, but there's been times when I haven't had counterparts. So, you know, like me and Layla worked together for a couple of years. I worked with my brother Carl Desir for like two months and then he found another job. So there have been many times when I've been left on this island alone and really was contemplating to myself, like, how do I even go on? You know, but I've had so many great, I guess you could say like role models in the biz that have kind of like adopted me into like this kind of work so yeah. definitely shout out to my mentor Felicia Geiger who is like my the big home sister Felicia like also no cussed me out today everybody cussed me out today you know, that's a real family shout reunion. out to Felicia Geiger and then you know my ad color cousins my MGP cousins my maid cousins you know like I love what they do and I've learned a lot from what they do but I knew I had to do something in my own lane exactly so with that came a lot of a lot of work through um, Differenter, Art Battles, Innovators of Change. It's not around anymore, unfortunately. Um, the Perfiles um, documentary series, 24-7 Differenter, as I mentioned. The art Battles, so much stuff. And You've actually been out here working. Like, I mean, you're, you're doing the real yeah, work. I mean, well, me, the funny thing is, me and me and Goddess always laugh about this, because I'm like, we're in these streets. I was like, I don't know about what anybody else is doing. I respect what they're doing, but he said that's cute. But we're in these streets. <laughs> I mean, and, and that's, that's nice. And that's what we need. Like a lot of people talk about DNI, but we want to see shit being done. And so people like you get shit done. Well, I was telling somebody earlier. Oh, uh, my nephew Tim. Uh, he he went to Cannes and all that good stuff this year. And congratulations, he just got engaged. But anyway. I was telling him, I was like... That's what I'm missing. I got to go to Canada. You know, okay. Listen, these are tips and tricks. Thank you. But this whole diversity and inclusion thing, it's not about sound bites, y'all. It's about the work. Right. Like, anybody can write an op-ed piece right. and have it in this and have it in that. Look, that's great. That's, that's cute, like you said. It's cute. I'm about this work. And I and actually even like that, and I hope... When I go through and edit this, I'm able to pull that out. Is I think that's what we've been trying to get across with the podcast. Like the conversations are great, but they just lead to more conversations and not enough action. And what we're looking to do is make change. Which you got to get your hands dirty. You got to be in somebody's streets, 
getting your hands dirty and affecting like true change by at your own uh, at your own accord with help. So, well, because the conversations to me, and this is just my opinion, so people can hate me if they want to, but um, I feel like the conversations are just making figure eights mm -hmm. around the same topic. Mm. Yep. They're just different. They're just different panels with different titles. Yep. But it's say it's the same thing. Yeah over and over again and I'm like look yes we need to have these conversations but one of the great things Miriam Felicia and Tiffany and I did last year when we we're at this conference not only did we have our panel about microaggressions but we gave them action steps and right. homework and we was yep. like all right look we're up here talking but y'all gonna take this and take this back to where you work exactly implement this stuff because just having these figure eight conversations gets nothing done and not to say that conversations aren't important i want to stress that like when you go to school we i mean when you go to school you have to go to the lecture you have to sit in class and have the conversation then you actually have to take the test to make sure that you understood what you what you heard and that you are ready to then apply it but then the last step is to go out into the world and apply what you've learned and i feel like within this conversation where we stop is at the conversation and taking the test yeah, I mean, the, no test. yeah, there is no, there is There's no absolutely test. no test. Yeah, but, I mean, no the, the work is the hard part, right? Because it's 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 a combination of putting people to work, mm -hmm. and then it's also a common. And then the other part of it is people unlearning their bad behavior, uh, which Amen. is keeping people out of the industry. And so, right. it needs to be tackled from multiple angles. Like this, we could say it's a war, but for me, like diverse, I see diversity and inclusion as some revolutionary shit because it's it's coming in the same vein as the Civil Rights Act. Like, it was born out of those movements. And so, like, it needs to be attacked from different angles, just like the Black Panthers did it one way, right. Martin Luther King did it one way, Malcolm X did another way. So we need people who are, are, are leading the conversations, but then also doing the work on the ground. And I feel that along with that, there needs to be checks and balances. Fair, very fair. There needs fair. to be checks and balances, because once again, hate me now if you want, but I feel like there are absolutely no checks and balances. I want you to speak more positive. They're not going to hate you. They're about to love you. <laughs> Go ahead and say some things. This is all somebody I love. So. This is, this, we, we podcasting live. This is what happens. Is what Hi, happens. how are you? We're podcasting live. <laughs> we podcasting we are, right now. Yeah, we're mixed So you're company. totally killing my idea right now. No, but you're, you're, you're now on the show. Yeah, now you're on the show. True. That's, J no, that's actually how we JD open up. JD in the building. My brother JD in the building. Very good to see you. So the checks and balances comes, comes at this because we have diversity inclusion and then we have um, – these checks and balances that I'm talking about. Now, what am I talking about? I'm talking about when there is, quote unquote, this type of, oh, when there is this, when there is this bad behavior, whether it's hiring or whatever going on, I feel like there's just like an apology and then we kind of move on. Yes. Why aren't we assigning whomever's doing that behavior a job like, you know what, you acted up, now you have to lead this. I like oh, that. That's, that's like some Caribbean parent punishment that type is. shit. <laughs> so, like, you know, so... Oh, so... Like, you got to use the mic, Kenny. So, like, in, instead of... Because, like, you know, some some of... Like, some people just write an apology. Some people get fired. You know, like, okay, I get it. That That's a Band-Aid solution. But in, for those that don't necessarily get fired, why don't you say, well, look... You messed up. You said something wrong. You disrespected a woman. You disrespected a person of color. 
you should be a vital member of the diversity committee so these things don't happen anymore and you can sympathize and empathize right, that with what's going empathy, on and realize word. that these people are underrepresented on all levels of this industry and now you're going to put up we're not going to ask you to shut up but you're going to put up because if you yeah. are really sorry for how things are or whatever yep. you did then here's your check write the balance for effective change because that's the only way we're going to get changed because yeah. us having these conversations amongst of us that don't hold the bag right. if, if we're not holding the bag we can't make the change exactly yeah. and when we do get a bag it's very light very small bag very small small the bag, bag. is light and you know we're, we don't we're, we're like I don't run a holding company neither do any of you unfortunately and, we don't yeah. not yet not yet, not <laughs> not yet. yet. But, not yet. but then but when we have that bag then yeah. we can control everything that's coming in and that's going out. Yeah. And then we can dictate what culture is because I feel like there's a huge misconception on what even agency culture is. Right. And actually that's the new point of my research that I'm working on right now. I'm working on, it's called, um, the name of the presentation is called What's Culture Got to Do With It? Mm. My Ode to Diversity and Inclusion. So okay. it's almost kind of like a love story. Yes. Or but, but the question is, what's what does culture got to do with it? And the answer is everything. Everything. Every everything. single thing. Yeah. <laughs> everything. Cool. So let me ask you. Let me ask mm-hmm. you one last question, because I think this is important. And I then obviously you already know we got to bring you back for a full show. Because now I'm like, well, this just I have 75 questions now, but I only got time for one. Um, what do you think is missing right now? We just talked about getting the the people who have an, or, or, or have made a boo-boo or have an infraction against them as far as like disrespecting people culturally on the show. What else is missing? Um, what is missing in this conversation of diversity and inclusion? Like what do people need to do more of? What are we not doing at all? What are we not talking about? What else needs to happen for us to affect more change? I think the talking needs to stop. It needs to be the work. It needs to be, let's roll up our sleeves. Let's get this industry more available to young people of color to realize that they are tastemakers and they are game changers and they are valued. But also, the representation. Right. We need, we need to be represented on all levels. We need, we need some CEOs. We need some CFOs. We need some middle-level people. We need them in every department. Every every single department, there needs to be that representation. Because, unfortunately, whatever, whatever, whatever. Is this a bye, Felicia moment? Is that what's happening? All bye, right. Felicia. See you later. Because I feel like what we're doing now. So you have... You know, the great people that have been doing it for a minute, for like 10 years plus. You got the Tiffany's and, you know, the Vans and the Jimmy's and stuff like that. Their work needs to be taught in the ad classes. Because then those young kids of color will see someone that looks like them. And they can be like, oh, yeah, I could do what she does. Uh-huh. You know, like, it that just needs to, that just needs to happen. This profession is not something that's ever exposed to young kids of color ever you know those thanksgiving conversations don't roll around the copywriter and the and the strategic planner or the analyst 
you know, those in my house, in my house, they do. But for obvious reasons, just trying to get these young kids into something else. But yeah, like we didn't talk about my parents don't like they just learned I have a real job. And I don't even think they're proud yet. They're just still trying to figure out, like, well, when is this phase going to end? You know, this is cute, but My no. parents are just happy I can pay my rent. <laughs> <laughs> Basic shit. <laughs> Basic I mean, shit. It, it's true. It's true. But I feel like there needs to be... We, we need to educate our people about this. Yeah. Because that's why, you know, it's not exposed to them because they think this is not a stable career. It's not... It's not the military. It's not being a teacher. It's not yep. being a finance person. Exactly. It's not. It's not something that they feel is stable. Right. So they don't push that young kid. That maybe he writes rhymes. Maybe he writes raps. You know. Maybe he draws. Maybe she draws. Maybe they organize stuff. Whatever. Like they don't try to be like. Well, have you thought about strategic planning? Have you, or they're good with the camera. And right. And maybe thought about production or something like that. You know. They think. Ah. Uh, nah. I don't want it living here when they're 30 you know (laughs) so instead they'll choose more stable safe hospitality government arms armed forces things of that nature to kind of like yeah i know you won't be living here by the time you're 30 because you know you'll have a stable job you can have your own place your own house so the creative side of things is just not put out there as an option right and I also feel like in the history of advertising, like I said before, we're not mentioned. So they don't mention the sharp, the work that Bill Sharp did and all the people that came through the basic ad course, which he created 50 years ago. Now, the David Ogilvy's are always mentioned. Right. And, you know, they're they got always, full books. They, got they full have full books. books. They you know, give it to you when you start working them. there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, really think about it. There's courses on Tupac and, and Snoop before there's courses on Bill Sharp. And he wrote a book about advertising and how to be black mm. in the advertising business. That's so it's bad. like it, it, there needs to be more exposure. And I mean, I hope, you know, like the Tiffany's and the Jimmy's and the Keith's and all those great people, they're mentioned in some type of history book, right. you know, 20, 30 years from now. Right. I you don't know. even think it has, needs to take that long. But yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's super important. And that's why... Like, you know, I'm doing this stuff with Mecca and all these other schools. But, I mean, there was a summer. There was three summers straight. I went to Mariah Carey's camp to teach under low-income youth about advertising at Camp Mariah in Fishkill, New York. Yep. And they knew nothing about advertising, but they definitely left. When I left, they did. Right. And we did a crash course in advertising. We took laptops, flip cams. We had them rebrand like M&M's or Jordan's, and then they shot their own commercial. And then they played it back to themselves. They had the time of their lives. That's so dope. And they were like, wow, wait, this is a job I don't have to wear a uniform to? Listen, all I said is I wanted to wear jeans and tell people yes and no. I had, those were the goals that I had <laughs> for a career. <laughs> so, I mean, I think this is truly important. And we thank you for just being at the forefront of affecting change with your hands with your work making shit happen making shit actually happen not talking about it not just talking about it so thank you for joining us we're gonna get you for a full we're gonna get you for a full hour i guess i'm a third birthday but i will require libations listen you don't have to require what is already 
Oh. About that life. Shout Our, out to my wife. She listen, works at Moet Hennessy. So if I have to bring my own, we can't. Uh, you should have never said that. Yeah, you should have yeah, never said yeah. that. Because I was like, we hen, always have lib- yeah. libations. But the hen will be on deck. Oh. On Kenny. Oh. Oh. You, you know my Instagram handle is Cognac Jones. Yeah. Like, I, I live and die by the Hennessy. I was, like, I was like, you're talking to the wrong people. I mean, I don't particularly like Hennessy, and I don't believe any of you really like Hennessy. Fight me, He's I don't care, but I will drink whatever is on the table. I don't like table. it. I love it. Whatever you trying to tell me is a lie is cool with me. It's fine. I've heard it all before, but thank you for joining us. Um, I feel like it's we probably have room for one more interview, but you guys – Stay tuned. Kenny, thank you for joining us. Next company. Yes. I'll be back. There's more Hello. to be said. There's more to be done. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Later.